The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Vileen Shah, your facilitator for ILO Braille. Welcome you all on this Thursday, November the 2nd, 2023. Well, friends, a couple of things quickly before we get started with our session. Number one, starting next Thursday, the clocks will be put behind one hour in the United States. So anybody joining from other countries, please check the time difference. And number two, you will be a little surprised that I'm now talking to you from 10,000 miles away that I'm in India. I was in California last Thursday, but today I'm in India. I am now trying to check if we have our guest speaker here. Uh, there are some phone numbers and probably if our guest, Dr. Judith, Dixon has joined via phone. Uh, please uh, speak up and uh, let us know if you're here. Who's the guest speaker? It's Judy Dixon, Ibrahim. Um, oh, I do not see her on. Uh, yeah. yeah, we do not see her name here, no. right? Uh-huh. Elaine, this is Terry. I can give her a call. Oh, that will be great. Okay, yes, thanks. Please, All right. Do, please yes. Do. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully, I think she's I sent her the link. Ah, she's here. Yeah, Hello. She's here. Hi, Judy. Dr. Dixon. Um, I still don't see her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's an iPhone here. Yeah? Maybe the iPhone. Let's see if we get connected. Uh, Maybe she didn't hit the got it button. If she yeah, didn't even hit so that got it button. Let, if you're let on Abraham here. repeat how to get it to got it button. Yes. So if you're on a computer, you're going to press um, F6 till you hear the notification. Um, that is calls being recorded, and then you can tab to the Got It button, uh, which you'll enter on. If you're on a Mac, your focus will already be on the Got It button, so you can press Enter. Um, and I believe on the phone app, and if, if you dial in, you don't have to, to get the Got It button. Um, Okay. All right. So let's hope uh, things go well. Uh, All right. I'll go please. ahead and try calling her. Yes, please. Go ahead. And just explain to her how we use the got it button, you know, account holder. In the meantime, hoping that our guest speaker is listening to us, I would briefly introduce and I may... I would like to say that we are truly blessed 
to have Dr. Judith Dixon as our guest speaker today. If you would scan through the pages of her life, you would find that each page is filled with success. That she has served over 41 years to NLS, that is National Library Service for Print Disabled, itself tells us how much she is dedicated to Braille. And knowing that, she is now the president of International Council on English Braille, which is, I may say, the mother of UEB, we would know how great speaker we got today. I hope uh, we are able to connect well with our guest speaker, and I'm pretty sure everybody is looking forward to hearing Dr. Judith Dixon. Let's see if we can talk to her. So once again, uh, hopefully, Dr. Dixon, are you listening to us? Um, I don't see this name still on um, the list. Uh, the is an iPhone user, um, which may be... Uh, Probably. Hello. Hello. Dr. Dixon? No, this is not Dr. Dixon. Oh, no. You're probably okay. referring to me. Hi, this is Sabia. Hi, Villain. Hi. Hi, so now you're in India. Yes. <laughs> We're enjoying okay. our life. <laughs> um, so sorry, I missed the name. Uh, Sabiha. Oh, Sabiha. S A B I H A, yeah. So that means we don't have duty on. Okay. So uh, let's see if Terry Nettle is back. Terry? Okay. She's probably talking to uh, Judy and. Uh, all right. Anybody who knows about Judith Dixon, if you have had a chance to speak with her or know her, would like to tell more about your experience with Dr. Dixon, please raise your hand until she comes to us. Okay. Janet, Janet? you are first. Yes. Hello, Janet. Um, I do not know her, but I will give her I will give her kudos on the YouTube videos that she did on the e-reader. I haven't I haven't watched mm -hmm. them all, but I'm gonna give her kudos on those. Okay. All right, good to know. All right, anybody else? That's all the day stands where for now. No hand up, okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's continue doing something interesting until uh, we find our guest speaker with us. 
I'm pretty much optimistic that she would make it. And I'm almost uh, certain that there should be some technical glitch that has been preventing her from connecting with us. All right, so uh, let's see. I believe many of you are using a screen reader and typing Word files, Microsoft Word. Let's see. Uh, let, let me ask you. Raise your hand if you are using Microsoft Word to type a document. You don't have to say anything. You just raise your hand. I would like to know uh, how many of our participants use Microsoft Word to type. And then I want to tell you something very interesting about Braille contractions to be used in Word. All right. So raise your hands. We've got seven, so eight. How many hands? I think about Can nine. You count? <laughs> okay. All right. About nine. We have Alice, Massa, Estelle, Ethel, Michael, Linda, Sabiha, Beth. Chanel. All right, friends. Let me also know from you, have you ever used Braille contractions while typing a Word document? If anybody has used, raise your hand. Um, let me first lower everyone's hand. Uh, yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> okay, once again, the question is, have you ever used Braille contractions while typing a Word document on computer? Okay, all hands are lowered. So you can right, let's, start see. <laughs> let's see if there is any hand raised. Okay, we've got Michael. Michael Moore has something to say more. Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, several years ago, uh -huh. uh, with JAWS, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was in college, mm -hmm. and I used a focus bro display because JAWS, at that time, started using braille, you know, contracted braille in. That means mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can type using a Perkins-style keyboard mm -hmm. in Microsoft Word, Notepad, um, yeah. things like that. You and you know where you can it. type, you can just use Braille in. So yes, you could mm -hmm. do that in mm -hmm. Jaws. Okay, all right. That's uh, certainly different than what I'm trying to t tell everybody. Okay. Uh, is there anybody else? Let's see. All right. We don't have any okay. other hands at this time. All right. So what I'm trying to say is that you are typing a Word document, which means you have to type each word letter by letter in order to save your fingers, your hand palm muscles, 
you may first feed your computer or teach your computer to make it a full word when you type a few letters. And I tried doing that and it has been helping me a lot. So for instance, and of course, uh, before I give you any example, I'm also going to clarify what it means and all that. But I derived this idea from Braille contractions and I'm using many of the Braille contractions in addition to several other contractions I have created while typing a word file. So let's take an example, the word receive. And you all know that in Braille, the contraction or abbreviation for receive is RCV. Now what you need to do is press Alt-T like tools. Alt-T like Thomas. And then press A. Okay, you know, when you press Alt-T, you know, it will, uh, you know, it will ask you to type a kind of a short form that you want to use. So press A and then type RCV, then tab and type the full word, R-E-C-E-I-V-E. -E -E. And then tab two, three, four times, I, I, I never counted until it says OK. And then be in a Word document and just type RCV and your computer, your computer will type receive. So just imagine how many space you are saving, how many uh, strokes you are saving. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven letters in RCV, but you are typing only three. So you are saving four strokes. And similarly, RCVD means received. And there are many more, like uh, necessary. I never type that word fully. I only type N-E-C and space. And it types necessary. But of course, you have to first feed your computer, train your computer to do that, for which you press Alt-T and then letter A and type N-E-C, tab, and then type the full word, N-E-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y, and then tab two until you reach OK and press the Enter key. You need to do it once, and then it helps. However, if you create too many contractions, and then you don't remember, then it's a problem. So a good idea is to write them down in Braille, the list of contractions you are using on your Word document while typing on computer. Uh, some more examples I will give you that I'm using, you know, which are not exactly the Braille contractions, but the idea definitely is derived from Braille contraction. So for helpful, I just try type HF and it types helpful, WF, wonderful. And uh, uh, let's see, yeah. And then there's another magic that I would like to share with you before I invite questions or I ask you to uh, ask me for further clarification, more examples, we'll do that. 
Um, okay. So yes. Yeah. Beth uh, had a hand raised before um, you gave the explanation, so she may have a comment. Okay. Let's take a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, does this work with um, other screen readers too, like NVDA? And I have something um, somebody. People don't know about it, system access. So does it work like like I do alt C um, pro probably more? Is that a Microsoft yeah. um command? Because I Correct. use Microsoft Word all the time a lot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so it, this it is, will it will this come is the, the Microsoft feature. I'm okay. Sorry. I think I got your question, so I started answering. This is a Microsoft feature. <laughs> it is not any screen reader feature. So it okay. should work, doesn't matter, you know. I'm pretty sure even the sighted people can create these contractions if they want to. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now so, Rick has so a it will question. be the, the same in print as like like our art receive for that will we'll write it mm -hmm. out the print way, right? Right? Like if I print out a document. <clears throat> yeah. Right? But, for you some... know, not before you train your computer what RCV right. means, right? Yes. Yeah. That's that's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It seems Rick has a question. Okay. This uh, yes. uh this uh, Alt T then A. Does that work only in Word, or is that also working like an email or in um, Notepad? Very good question. Like I did. Uh -huh. I don't know if what's wrong with me or my computer, but I have one hell of a time with Word. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. it won't read at all. And sometimes, mm -hmm. if I just read a Word document and it mm -hmm. obliges me enough to be willing to read it, it'll then say, "Do you want to accept changes?" Excuse me, Valine. She's on her way. Tell it to or not. Do we have Dr. Dixon here? She will be. She's going to be um, getting in there. She was trying to e call you or, or contact you or whatever. And I said you're in India, so she's she's. I forwarded <laughs> it and she's coming in. She didn't have the Zoom link. That was a problem. Ah. Uh. Oh, so anyway, I, I just see. sent it to her. So okay. And so, I have another question too. <laughs> okay. Is, let is me there a way of your... doing? Yeah. Uh, is let there a way of doing like dot five question. or dot four five six contractions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, once you feed your computer, you know, in the Word, you need to be in Word document to do this, and then okay. when you are responding to any email, you can use the same contractions. Oh, okay. So uh, is there a way to do like to dot five D for day or? I'm sorry, D for day. No, because then what happens? Like dot, like dot five D for day. Is no, there any way of doing no, those dot five you know, contractions? No, no, no. There's, there's no dot five or you know, base. it's not dot base. Okay. So create right. your own contraction, like uh, um, uh, you know, when I came across. Okay. Uh, so, Valine, uh, I do see Judy has joined us. I am uh, here. But we do have, but we Hello, do have other Dr. Dixon. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. You know, we just started some activity, but we were very much looking forward to hearing you. And I already introduced you to people. Of course, you don't need any introduction. You know, I just told people that you are shining like a star in the Braille sky. And you have been a pole star to thousands and thousands of people who are using Braille, who are visually impaired or blind. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank friends, you. 
I would not say in between you and our guest speaker, Dr. Dixon. Thank you, Dr. Dixon. Thank you very much. I apologize sincerely. I did not realize that I did not have the Zoom link for this meeting. And uh, when I went to search for it, there was no Zoom link. So oh. I, I <laughs> that and happens. I started okay. calling and writing emails and, and I called the East Bay Center and got their oh. voicemail. And anyway, oh, oh, so oh, thank so you, Terry, sorry. for finding yeah. me. Probably everybody at the East Bay is joining, you know, us. And uh, anyway, I'm hey. sorry. Anyway. But I'm glad we are with us. Go ahead, please. I'm here. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, before I forget, participants, uh, Doug Dixon is going to speak on Braille and its glory. And I may say that Braille glory, thy name is Judy. I, All right, let's go ahead. I've been thinking a lot about what to talk about because I realize I'm talking to people who know a lot about Braille and are very involved with Braille and care as much as I do about Braille. So I think Not that as it, much as you do, but you are so right. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's okay. <laughs> and so I yes. I uh, I'm I'm very happy to have this be a conversation about Braille and not just me talking with you. So if anyone has anything to say, please feel free to just interrupt me or say your name or whatever so I can recognize you and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. But I, I proposed the topic of Braille in all its glory because I think there's so much that people say these days about, oh, Braille just isn't what it used to be and Braille is going away and Braille is dying and nobody cares about Braille anymore. And, and I actually don't think that is the case. I think that that actually there is more Braille today than ever before. And there's more Braille for us to read. And the National Library Service is producing hard copy Braille and sending it to its libraries. Marrakesh Treaty has brought, at least to the United States and to all the other countries that are signed on to Marrakesh Treaty, it took a while to kind of get it going. And, and it, certainly in the U.S. it did. It took a while for us to actually start seeing books, but they're pouring in now to NLS. And it's many, many hundreds. I mean, now now getting into the thousands of Braille books that we never had before that we have now. So it's really pretty exciting to see all these Braille titles being available. Uh, in the U.S., again, NLS has started a new service called Braille on Demand, where people can request up to five hard copy books a month they can keep as long as they want. They're, they're runoff single copies just for them. And this is a way people can access hard copy books in, in, um, in, in Braille and be able to have them. And it's a way to keep reference books and cookbooks. And I know that this is now being done in the UK as well. It's in the US we have an app called Bard Mobile that people can use to read Braille. And we can also have Braille on 
our electronic devices. The library service in the U.S. has started uh, distributing Braille e-readers, and these are portable 20-cell Braille devices that people can download books from our online service called BARD. They can get books from Bookshare, read Newsline material, all in Braille. And the whole, the whole Braille technology is bringing about more and more Braille available to people. There's more Braille displays available, more Braille displays being developed. There's the Optima Braille display, which is a 40-cell Braille display that's built into a laptop that's being developed by Orbit Research. It's slated to be available uh, by the beginning of next year. And it's going to be a pretty exciting device that's going to be available with either Orbit cells, which will be fairly inexpensive, or piezoelectric cells, which will be a little bit more expensive. The technology is changing now. There are new devices that have Braille graphics built in. Um, we've probably all heard of the Monarch, which is the APH's device that is a Braille tablet, allows people to read multi-lines, more, more than one line of Braille on a, on a Braille display. And that's pretty exciting because it's, it's going to revolutionize the access that children have to Braille. And again, it's very expensive. But what we see in the way this always goes, the device is expensive when it first comes out, but it eventually becomes less and less and less expensive. So I think that, um, sorry, somebody left the meeting and took my brain. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, no, we are enjoying listening to you. Yeah. So no yes, problem. thank you. Um, yeah. it, there's, I just wanted to, to make the point that there are so many more Braille displays available now than, than, than uh, there were. Um, the Braille organizations are, more and more countries have Braille authorities. And these Braille authorities are looking after the Braille code, making sure that it keeps up with print. Um, there's, a, I think that some blind people think print doesn't change. Print's just what it is. But that's not true. Print changes all the time, and print has more characters and things being added to print. So Braille has to change to keep up with that. And I, I... I, uh, one of the roles that I'm in is I'm the president of the International Council on English Braille, and we're the organization that looks after UEB. And there's still some people in, in the UEB countries, UK and US and so forth, who really wonder why do we need UEB? <clears throat> why did that ever happen? And it happened because the Braille code was not keeping up with print. There weren't eight ways to represent things that were in print that needed to be represented. And also it happened so that, because we know that in the, there are children in school these days who don't have a sighted person to transcribe the material that they write in Braille, this is all being done electronically. 
these kids are being given devices like Braille notes to produce their assignments. And it's left up to them if that Braille note back translates correctly so that when they print out the assignment, the teacher doesn't get something weird because the Braille code translated it strangely. And the Braille code that we had was not very good at that. So a lot of attention was given to how to get the Braille code better able to produce correct print when someone writes Braille on a refreshable Braille device. And that was a major reason for UEB. And, and, it, and the kids in school these days are benefiting from this. And it's a very good thing. I think there are some changes that probably need to be made. And we will be having a conference next year in 2024, in May of 24, about UEB and, and what changes we might be able to make. I can't promise you what changes will be made, but I think there will be some. But it's, it's still a, a positive step forward for Braille. I'd like to um, stop just for a second and see if anybody has any comments or questions. questions. Or? We do have a raised hand. Um, sure. A couple of things. But, yeah, before, before we take questions, uh, <clears throat> uh, Judy, oh, sorry, my bad habit to call people by first name. Please. Uh, Dr. Dixon, <laughs> is it okay with you? It's call me Judy, please. <laughs> Okay, Judy. Uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Mary Cash, and uh, probably not many people know about it. So uh, a few more sentences about that, and oh, then sure. we'll take questions. And again, one more thing. Uh, how much time do you have now? I have all afternoon. Okay, great. Then we will continue longer. I'm pretty sure there are several people who have a question about you, you know, that's, about Braille. All right, that's great. Fine. Thank you. Thank you so much, Judy. All right, let's see who is the first one. And before, again, sorry, uh, I'm Willene Shah. I'm the facilitator, by the way. And yes. uh, um, uh, as I said before, we have people here who have joined from different countries uh, like uh, Nigeria, South Africa, Brazil, India, Macedonia, and of okay. course, Canada, and our own host, uh, who is, uh, you know, taking care of uh, uh, hand raised and all, Ibrahim is sitting in South Africa. Mm -hmm. oh, terrific. Okay, all right. And you being the international person, you would like to know this. So, yes, we'll take the first question now. Okay, first up is Scott, and he'll be followed by Terry. Okay. Um, Scott? Oh, seems okay. they're not connected. So we'll go to the next. Yeah, Terry Nettles. Hello, Judy. Hi, hi Terry. Oh. I just want you guys to know Judy's a great cook. <laughs> and she's a great <laughs> so, host. Terry. So anyway, yeah. thank you. Okay, now, um, my question, well, not really a question, but you might want to... Um, well, it is a question. What would you say to people? And of course, I'm not one of them because I love UEB. But there are people who have a, a uh, you know, like a, a block against UEB. They hate UEB. What would you have to say to, to those people to have them understand it more and, um, you know, the, the purpose of it? Well, that's what I was saying about 
it's kids. I mean, I always say, think about the kids. Okay, and I'm here too <laughs> now, by the way. I had a phone come in right as you called on me. for um, We I can to, go uh, to I'll, you after yeah. Teddy's okay. another question. All right. Yeah. It's, I think it's important for people to think about the next generation of Braille readers because if kids aren't reading Braille, if they aren't learning Braille and using Braille, there isn't going to be any more Braille. It's not about us. It's about them. And I think it's it, it, UEB was essential for kids to be able to use Braille in school. And so what I what I tell people, come on, we lost mm -hmm. nine contractions. There's it's it's not about it's not that different. Um, and and um, think about the kids. Correct. And I may add that I might have taught some over 1,000 students transi transitioning to UEB. And each time I told people that it's barely 3 to 5% different from AB, you know, or English uh, Braille American, American edition. Great. Okay. We go to next. Okay, Scott. All Goodbye. right, thanks. Now I'm here. Yes, I'm sorry that just happened to be interrupted by a phone call and it affected my ability to, to, to unmute. Anyway, um, <laughs> my question is, I've, I want to talk about slates for a minute. I understand from previous calls, I've heard you on, you're an avid slate collector. And my question is, to your knowledge, has, has there ever been an attempt any, by anyone anywhere to develop an electronic slate-based computing device that could be used probably most most likely as a computer peripheral allowing slate and stylus type input on a computer. The only electronic <laughs> slate thing that I've ever seen right. is incorporated into a Braille teaching device called the Annie. And Vileen probably knows something about that because it's from it's a device from India. Oh. Uh -huh. But it it and now APH is selling it as the poly. And it has cells that are slate cells. I think there's six or eight of them, see cells. And it's to teach slate writing, but it's electronic. So when you braille into these cells, the braille comes up somewhere else and the device knows what you brailled and and so forth but i've never seen a one that was a computer connected to a computer or a computer accessory but there is technology to do this because it actually oh, yeah. well, exists in the annie well i understand years ago uh, there was talk in the technology arena in general about pin-based computing and that made and so at some point, I, I was thinking about it. So how about slate-based computing? Interesting idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a quick note from me. Uh, mm. I'm an American citizen, live in America, teach uh, American people in the college. But uh, yes, I am from India. And now I'm in India for a different reason. But anyway, uh, I am sorry, Judy. I did not know what you said. So it's nice to learn. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, next one. All right, thanks. Okay, next up is Beth, and she'll be followed by Linda. Okay, sure. Beth? Oh, Beth, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yes. Now, are you going to try to, like, 
work on maybe having braille more braille menus because I, w- I went to Red Robin this this week and they had a braille menu that this lady she asked do you want a braille menu I said yes please and I was really thrilled. Oh, braille menus are great. I I I love them. I always find myself ordering something that I never thought I would have ordered when I actually had right. to look at. And uh, yeah, I think we should all uh, think about ways to that we could advocate for for more braille menus and and make that yeah. possible. Yeah, because I like being able to order my own. You know, because a sighted person, they're like, you know, what do you want? You, you know, I would like. To- <laughs> You know, you know, and that's that's fine. I always order something that's good, but I mean, you know, it's just nice to be able to have a braille menu. To, it really you makes know. you hungry to read about all that other food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah, it's just nice to mm-hmm. be able to do that. All right. Okay. Yes. So next up Linda. is Linda, followed by Mary Beth. Judy, thank you so very, very much, both for all of the stuff you do for Braille. I've read the Braille into the Next Millennia, which is an excellent book. And I want to congratulate you on the website for ICEB. I've been on it a lot, and I have found it exceptionally well organized, easy to navigate, and understand. So bravo, The other thing I'd like to mention is with UEB, you really need to know EBAE as well because there's still so much stuff out there that's in the old Braille. And it really isn't that different from UEB, but it helps to know it. It does help to know it. You're right. People do still need to know those nine contractions that were removed because they will see them in uh, in the older books. They're still yep. available. I mean, we we actually at NLS had people ask us, "Were we going to mm-hmm. get rid of all those old library books?" Of course not. You know, they're no. they're, they're not that different, and there's no reason to get rid of them because they're 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 completely readable. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh, yes. important. When you cut when it comes to math and science, there's there's more differences. But um, in our general mm-hmm. library collection, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, and the literary braille stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. thank you for the compliments on the website because I personally maintain that website. I'm not oh, just do you? Well, then, oh, even I do. more. I'll keep it on even more. Because <laughs> it's that's, that's my lifeline. It's it's that's very simple. Lifeline. I it's it's a there's no whiz bang to it. It's it's a very simple website, and there's it's I'm I'm sure that that by today's standards, it's not terribly attractive. But it's not about being attractive. It's about being able to convey information. So, function uh, absolutely like, yes like and I, I believe it should be more user friendly than attractive i agree mm-hmm. <laughs> it is great are you talking right. about blog, uh, what was the website again that you were no, talking, we're talking about, about I, I, I C E B. um i oh, see Inter- international thank you okay so next up is mary beth and she'll be followed by Louise. Sorry, Abraham. No problem. You go who, ahead. Who follows me? Wait. I didn't catch it. I can tell you that. Louise. 
Okay. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, just a quick question. Um, do you have any comments about the cadence Braille display? I I've certainly heard a couple of podcasts in the last few weeks about it. Um, I don't quite understand it. <laughs> if you want the Me honest, neither. I, was ho- I was hoping oh. you'd seen it. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Um, oh, it's, okay. Thanks. It's four lines of twelve cells, but I guess the the unique part about it is that you can put them together and have multiple ones so you can have yep. you know, eight lines of 12 cells or four lines of 24 cells or um something like that and so so perhaps but i i don't i don't understand it so <laughs> sorry. me neither okay can't wait, <laughs> can't wait can't wait to see it yeah me neither thanks okay now luis is up next Followed by Rick. Luis Pestelli? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Jaws is talking yes. to us, Luis. All right. Can can you hear you? Yes. We are getting this question from Brazil. Yes, Luis. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it not, okay. This so, is a question I, I did anymore. Uh, and now another one. Uh, Judy, very glad to, to talk to you. Very very pre- pre- pleasure for me. Uh, as you are a Braille specialist, what do you think about the relationship between the learned Braille and the orientation and mobility, speaking specifically uh, about uh, children, blind students? That's it. I think it's really helpful to have Braille maps and Braille descriptions and Braille uh, support for orientation and mobility. I think that it's... it's sure, by very, all means, yes. Very, very helpful mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. I love maps. And uh, whether it's a map of a building or whether it's a map of a country, I, 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 they make sense to me. I, I'm, you know, just because, just because we don't see doesn't mean we're not visual learners. And everybody has a learning style. And some people learn with audio. Some people learn visually. And some people learn somewhere along that line in between. And I happen to be a very visual learner. If I if I see mm-hmm. something in Braille, I remember it. But if I or if I see a picture or diagram of a of a building, it makes sense to me. But if I hear it, somebody describes well, now go left and go down the hall and turn left and do this and do that. I I get yes. lost somewhere somewhere in the middle of all that. So I I think that uh, Braille and Braille maps are very very helpful. Uh, I agree. But what do you think about the opportunity uh, of the blind children to know the environment, to explore the envir- environment by uh, himself herself and exploring and knowing. I don't- I don't I don't know how the, the how that's going. I certainly hope they get lots of opportunity to explore their environment because that's the only way they're going to learn. But yes. uh, I, I I I I hope that's happening a lot. Yeah. I I I ask it because I have I had the opportunity to uh, move around the environments, schools, streets, cities and etc. It's it's very interesting and important for me. 
because of it, I, I see it. I thank you for thank you. your attention. Okay. okay, so next up is Rick, and he'll be followed by Sabiha. Sabiha. Yes, Hello. thank you. The bad penny returns. Uh, yeah. I certainly agree about things like braille room numbers. I was supposed to go to a podiatrist last uh, summer, and I was able to get to the correct floor and all that, but there were no room numbers, <clears throat> so I had to get help finding it. And the person said, oh, here it is. So I go into this room, and it's dark and empty. Wait a minute. Uh, this is one of the few rooms that actually had Braille on it, and it said, changing station, women. <laughs> no podiatrist there, folks. <laughs> it turned out to be just a couple of doors down, but how would I have known, you know? It ruined it. <laughs> But as to yes. questions, and by the way, I've, I've gotten pretty used to UEB. There are things about it I really do like. Um, for instance, the foreign modifiers, I'm aware of at least seven of them that were sorely needed. And the uh, ability to indicate this is italics, this is underlined, this is in script, this is in small capitals, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, we used to so, only have one way to show emphasis. Now we can see what they all are if we want to know. Yes. I think there were ways for bold and boldface and underline in EBAE, but they were seldom used. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that extra flexibility is wonderful. And even the asterisk, uh, now you can show whether there's a space before and after it or not. So, yes. yeah, like you say, the ability to represent things more truly as they are in print is, is wonderful. Um, uh, the question I have, and you probably heard it till you want to scream, is have they absolutely ruled out any other, forming any other contractions to kind of make up for what we lost? Um, the first thing to come to mind is add a dot four to your six Y. So, so it's four six Y would be A L L Y at the end of a word, and we wouldn't have to write out A L L Y. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and let's see, borrow a few things from grade three, like uh, 456F for follow, 456X, for example. I think those would be very handy. And there are one or two others that I'd come up with myself that I thought would be handy. But the last thing I heard on that was the Braille gods have decided there will never be any more contractions. I'm really? Anyway, I don't know so. that that, I, I wouldn't, I would not state it quite that strongly. I don't know that that's the case. But I will be honest with you. I think it's pretty unlikely. At least, at least, not anytime soon. We we've taken a lot of flack about contractions. We've taken a lot of flack, um, and we eliminated nine of them. And we're taking a lot of flack. I'm so, aware, and it's so, taken some getting used to. I don't like it. It's one of those things. I understand it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> but I think you know part of part of all the considerations that go into. UEB and how to modify it and how to change it. it has to do with the teachability and learnability of it. And there's a lot of concern about how hard it is to teach, you know, how much wear and tear is it on the on the teacher and the student to learn all the rules and all the complexities of Braille. And I think at this point, um, people are just interested in in kind of maintaining the status quo for a while. It's complicated. 
and it and, and it really is complicated and 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 it certainly that you know we don't certain we don't mean for that to be off putting but for some people it is so yeah for the most yeah. part yeah and, i have gotten used to ueb and it has a lot of good features mm-hmm. and on the international plane you get several different views and in order to coordinate with all of them it's not easy to go for sure. it change so easy you know so quick sure. so, another thing i like is this business of if you have a whole capitalized passage uh it's so much easier than having to double cap every word yes 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 and also the best part is that ueb connects us with the print world that is so right. important i get that yes okay great Very good. okay, okay. We go okay, to then. the next person the next up is sabiha followed by michael yes um hi everybody hi judith um, hello so nice to hear you i believe i did listen to one presentation from you once before um okay my question i i missed the uh, website you were mentioning is that your own the iceb it's iceb for international council on english braille dot org and that's the the website of the international and there's a lot of information on there about ueb about learning resources for ueb and that sort of thing okay that should be very helpful um sure. yeah i think that was basically it and i think uh, going back to um, what polin shaw was uh, demonstrating the word replacement as we began the today's session uh is that i believe is that across office or is it just word i'm sorry what was would, the would work yeah. oh okay. i think before you came in judith we were talking about oh. text replacement and contractions uh, so it would be really helpful yeah, if we use the same contractions as we use in uh braille oh okay okay that uh, is the question word. Yeah, oh, um, so, so the, mm-hmm. i think that's a question for me uh yes. judy before you came i was just trying to fill in with something so we will discuss that next thursday sabia sure because okay. when, uh, you know we back. have our uh, guest speaker here we will focus on her uh, presentation and questions to her okay all right okay. so thank you next one okay michael um Moore. just to let you know we are 10 minutes to the hour yeah and michael moore's next followed by matthew and to specify judy uh this program is being streamed on acb media and they stream it only for one hour however uh we can continue if there are more questions and if you have time well, just fine. the difference is that it will not be streamed but it will still be recorded and it will be available on the archives of the website for east bay center for the blind which is www.eastwestcenterforblind.org okay yes so who who is there to ask a question michael is up yes next. michael thank you uh wonderful presentation um i have a question about the dot 5 in braille meaning say if you have a telephone number say uh say 800-362-1262 which is actually our for for the state of Ohio the the number for the uh, uh <coughs> excuse me Ohio Library for the Blind and Print Disabled can you explain the dot 
in whenever you have a telephone number and appear and it appears say if you use a braille display yeah. with jaws can you explain that the dot five is a continuation indicator so what it means is the rest of this string that really should be together is on the next line and so it's really a it it probably Josh shouldn't even be using it because it's really for specific hard copy braille and where you have a specific line length but uh it's it is it is meant to show uh, you see it a lot in in websites because they're long and very mm -hmm. often have to be divided over more than one line so the dot five is is the continuation indicator yes because i just you i see it I see it with with numbers. I haven't seen that. Is that? I, I think that's the only place I see it. Yeah, I've it's, seen it a lot of numbers. It's it. It means okay. the string is supposed to be together. There, there's no okay. just because it's yeah. something that's continued on the next line. Don't 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 think that means there's a space because there isn't. Okay, great. That's the whole. Thank purpose. you. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next one. Okay. Next up is Matthew, followed by Luis. Okay, Hello? Hello? So sorry, the okay. correct name is no, no. Uh, International Braille Council Union. Sorry, Luis, um, we have Matthew up first. Ah, okay, thank you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. Can, can you Matthew? hear me? Yes, yes, we can. We can oh, hear you. I, 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 I really enjoyed the uh, presentation. I have a couple of questions uh, and a comment. Uh, number one, the issue oh, with one the minute, uh, Matthew, could you please uh, mute your jaws or screen reader? Uh, it's not mine. Luis's. That's Luis's. Oh, Luis, please. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matthew. Okay, uh, I just really I had a question and a comment. That the comment I had was about the, the Braille menus. I really do enjoy having the Braille menu, but most of these uh, newer restaurants they they have so much on a menu. It's almost like having. Uh, so many pages and it takes up so much room on a table <laughs> i kind of prefer to either use my ira app when i if i haven't if i haven't already pre-gone to a menu and looked it up and kind of had an idea of what i might want or not want uh in, in that instance um i don't know how y'all feel about that uh but number two um i i heard the other day on a podcast about uh that i'm not familiar with about tactical uh, graphic brailles, I guess graphing uh, or graphics or images uh, in braille. I, I've never heard of such a thing. And I understand that there is uh, a tactical uh, graphing calculator uh, for braille and stuff. I'm pretty interested in this. There is, there is okay, there's, these, these are several different things. There is a, uh, there are new devices that are uh, for showing graphics, and these are devices that um, actually literally display both Braille cells and solid lines on the same device. They do this by compromising the cell spacing and dot spacing just, just a little bit. And there are several of them available now or just about to be available now one is called the dot pad from dot in korea and the one is the monarch from uh aph there may be others and but the a 
graphing calculator is a different thing. And th this is a calculator that, that actually displays graphics. And there, the Braille Authority of North America has created uh, graphing calculator guidelines for how to Braille that. And unfortunately, I'm not a mathematician. I wish I was, but because uh, I love math. But it, it, they're, they're, they have created um, Braille representations. They're, it's not representing the physical graph. It's, it's putting it into symbols and characters. But that's there is a there is there are guidelines now for how to show the output of a of a graphing calculator. Great. Okay. okay. So Luis, Luis, um, you can Oh no, Luis, you may want to do something that you you, you can stop your screen reader because that oh. is so disturbing. Because it's disturbing. So sorry. Apol apol apologize. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just to so, clarify the name, this is the International Braille Council Union. Okay. There's two. That's a different organization. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -oh. The one, yes, the one yes. that we were talking about is the International Council on English Braille. Ah, and, okay. And that okay. is the correct name of it. And yes. so that that, but that the International Braille is a different is a different organization ah okay thank you yeah. so sorry okay apologize <laughs> no problem thank you. yeah okay and the next and yeah, last and for now is it um rick i think oh. you lowered your hand we still can't oh. hear you here we are uh, yes. Just one mm -hmm. clarification, I think, or a bit of confusion on my part. Michael was talking about that dot five, uh, not as a continuation character, but as I think they call it a numeric space, which in print represents by a half space. And like in a telephone number, you'll see you know, 800 dot five, number, 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 mm -hmm. dot five, number, 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 number. Uh, and right. I think that's what that is, a numeric space. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Thank so you. We for are so fortunate to have all. some Braille experts here. Hey, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yes, that's helpful. Yeah, that is uh, amazing. Thank you.